Shalom. Malikum salam, salam, malikum, shalom, tova. Konnichiwa, hola. Herna, herna. Um, episode 56 of the 459 podcast is now in progress. Give it up. Give it up for yourself. For listening. Or just give up um, and give in to the 459-ness. I'm 35, 36 minutes late. You see, I procrastinated too much. I'm 36 minutes late. I should have started at 459. And I blew it. But this is still kind of end of day or so. Fuck it. It's all good. There's a helicopter coming in here. It's a police chopper, a police ghetto bird. I watched some YouTube videos on how to fly a helicopter. I uh, I think I can do it. It's, uh, uh, you steer with, the, with a stick in the middle, right? And then you have a thing on the side, the collective, and then you got two foot pedals. Your foot pedals take you to the left and right and the the stick takes you left right up down and the handle on your left is throttle boom we're flying and um, yeah you do that the first the most important thing you can do in a helicopter is hover if you master hovering, then you are good because then you can land effectively and you can maneuver effectively in air. And it's all about countering with the back tail rudder. The tail, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know what you call that thing. The, the one that the blade in the tail, that thing. Because that's counterbalancing the blade on the top which is it's bringing you up and down and in, and then uh right left yaw left yaw right um and and your foot pedals are working that so your foot pedals are working the 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 back pedal the back that thing i don't know something like that and if you were to screw that up and let go of that or that were to come unhinged then your top props would, would would stop propelling and you inside would start spinning that the compartment would start spinning around the the props or something like that so thank god for that tail pop there you go there i just tell you how to, how to fly a helicopter boom if I had been flying, Kobe Bryant would still be alive. Ah, Kobe. Ah, that's some fucked up shit. I think all that was was the pilot uh, got lost in fog and crashed into a mountain. He couldn't. He couldn't judge depth. And he thought he was at one altitude, and he was actually descending. And he, for some reason, he just wasn't looking at his gauges. And they, uh, 
I think they went into some type of dive somehow, and he couldn't pull out of it. And uh, they crashed and burned. You fucking believe that? Like amateur shit. Real, real fucking amateur, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't have been flying apparently because of the fog. The wind, the weather advisory was against flying, and he's all fuck it, let's go. So, anyways, how are you? I just did four minutes and thirty-seven seconds on helicopters. Boom. This is this is gold standard. Uh, just did about two and a half, three miles running. Felt good. If you're uh, out there, you should be running. You should exercise. It's good for you. Get your exercise in. I'm skipping yoga today. There's a Thursday yoga class. And uh, I'm skipping it. Uh, I'm in a parking lot, and I'm seeing a guy try to kiss a girl uh, on, on his Range Rover. And now he's backing off. He's backing off. She's got a big butt. I like that. He's got a shirt that says Polizze, which is, I think, Italian for police. So. What does that mean? Why is he wearing an Italian police? What is is that? Hey, pull over! I'm going to give you a ticket. Oh, my God. If you're black and Italian, he'll put, he'll beat you up. Oh, I think they just got into the back seat together. Oh my gosh, oh my god, wow, that's bold. She just like, he was like, "Come on, let's go into the back seat," and uh, yeah, they're in the back of the Range Rover. Oh, the uh, alarm just went on. They are safe and snug. Oh my God, he's going to fuck her in the back of that Range Rover. (laughs) Or she's going to fuck him. Wow. This is awkward. Folks, the 459 has just turned into something else entirely. I'm going to Vince Scully their fecundity. He grabs at the right boob. Foul and a miss. Swing and a miss. I can't, I can't, the windows are tinted. I can't really see much. And they're in the back seat, so I, they're blocked by the seats. But I'll wait for the gentle, familiar, uh, back and forth jiggle of the uh, car suspension. And then we'll, we'll know where we're at. But until then, we'll, uh, we'll just move, press along, shall we? Um, what else is going on? Did open miking last night. Felt good. I did actually some recording, which was good. Um, I taped Cliff. I taped myself. We taped interviews of do's and don'ts of open miking. You know, what are people's do's and don'ts as an open miker? It's interesting stuff that we're getting. It's fun. That should cut nicely. Um. What is it? Joe Menente is coming out with a, a movie about open miking. And I don't remember the name. It's called Mime Meme. Or I couldn't. 
I, it, it, the name is terrible. I couldn't figure out what the name of it was. It was spelled weird. For Maybe it's for hip for the kids or something to spell it that way. I couldn't figure out what the title of it is. But it, it does, it, it, it's the same kind of film that, that just seems to come out with uh, where it's a uh, really low budget and it's people trying to survive as open micers and everyone's screaming and yelling and and I'm not sure what the plot is. They need to raise rent money, it looks like, for Joe Menente's fictionalized version of the Fourth Wall Studio. I don't know why he just isn't Joe Menente in the film and you just... And it's the fourth wall, and that's it. You know, they're all all the actors in it are 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 comics that I've open mic with. Uh, very nice people. Some of them more talented than others, but that's fine. They're nice. They're good guys. Good girl. I don't know who the girls are. Yeah, they're nice. Sure. And uh, but they all got fake names, and um, and and and. It's a fake place. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. Just use your real name. No one cares if you're... What are you going to do? Going to sue yourself for libel? Uh, I, I just hate that stuff. Anyways, it looks a little contrived and a little bit forced. And I'm not sure what the threat is. I would like to see it. I don't have uh, I, I don't have a copy of it. Um... I'm a fan of Joe Menente. Uh, I do enjoy him. I think he's a true uh, maverick of comedy as well as reshaping the canvas that we do comedy in. So those who are not familiar, Joe Menente started uh, a, a, an open mic studio called The Fourth Wall. Um, there were three of them, four of them. I have no idea what he's... I think he's down to two now. Maybe one. I'm not sure. And it's just open micing all day long. And it, it was a, a real good gymnasium to, tra- to train at. Uh, you could get your five minutes in. And you could do multiple five-minute sets over the course of a day. For five bucks per. Not a bad deal. And it was a healthy environment. It wasn't always the funnest environment. And open micing isn't necessarily always going to be fun. But you could get your reps in, and you could train hard, and you could train fast, and you could grow hard and fast as a comic because of Joe Menente and what he came up with. Um, and that's to be commended. I, I really believe in him. I'm a fan of his. So, yeah, I, I'll see what he's uh, got going. He's try- I guess he's trying to break into uh, to the movie biz, and that's fine. I Myself and Cliff have come up with similar ideas in terms of how to uh, present open micing as a as a storyline, and it's not easy. It's uh, it just it just it's hard to describe what goes on at an open mic, and it's not necessarily makes for the best entertainment. You know, it's not very interesting at times. You know, it's fun. I guess it makes a good story if that comic has. Uh, achieved and is climbing the ladder and whatever. I I have found like in those those comedy kind of films or or television shows, it's just uh, it's a, there's just too much contrivance and it just doesn't work. And when you're watching a comic on stage, like that's how they're shooting it. They're shooting it so that the comic is on stage, 
and the comic is performing in front of a crowd of persons, it's just not funny. Even if it's a funny joke, it's just something about it just does not resonate and gets you laughing the way the audience is laughing inside the reality of the film. I don't know quite what that is. It it can be funny when the audience isn't laughing. So therefore, all of our laughter is generated at the pain that the comic is going through by uh, not getting a laugh, right? That's that's funny. So in open micing, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of comics doing material in front of an audience, and there's just it's just crickets. There's there's nothing going on because what they're saying is unfunny. So if you can maybe translate that to an audience, maybe maybe that'll work and be funny. I I don't know. I I can't get my brain around the math, you know, and uh, I'm not sure if I would, would want to tell a, a straight ahead conventional open micing story. Anyways, I think that open micing is a part of it, but I don't think it's all of it. I'm still coming up with stuff like Cliff and I are coming up with uh, some ideas on that, and we're we're doing documentary style at the moment to get just some raw footage that we can sort of draw upon. I'm not sure if that's the end product, but we'll see what we got. And also, I like, like right now, I'm writing a story about an open micer who is at a bringer show. And I'm realizing that as I write the story, it's like, I I don't think this story has ever been told. And it's not because it's not interesting. It's just when people tell stories of comedy, they're always telling stories about how you know, such and such set failed or they didn't get a laugh or or this thing happened at, at the comedy store or something, but it's always in front of a healthy audience of their peers and there's no real mention or talk of the operations that go on behind uh, a comedy show and getting that slot and what a comic has to go through to get in front of a real audience. I've never really seen that, you know. I mean, there's been versions of it, like on crashing and stuff. They they have him, say, you know, put flyers out and, make, and bring people into the club and stuff. But they don't really, you know. By season three, he's a famous comic. It's like people. Most comics that I know do ten, twenty, thirty years of bringer shows. That's it. That's the entirety of the arc of their career as a comic. They're just for whatever reason, they're um, they're just not beyond that, you know. Regardless of how successful they might have become as a, as an actor of note or, or even as a comic, they're just always struggling to put butts in seats. There's always a bringer element to every show, you know, unless you're Chappelle, you know, and even then you have to do solid marketing and promoting. But that's that's a different whole side of the business. Most comics at my level of play are trying to, you know, get a spot in a show and you got to bring people and, you know, hopefully there's people there already and maybe you're performing to a half a full house or, or a semi full house if you're lucky. And you got to watch out for a promoter who's a predator 
who steals your money that he owes you, or you got to watch out for, you know, headliner comics who want to who want to just bump you so that they can do time. That happens all the time. That happened to me actually. That happened to me. You know, Jay Davis. I'll never forget Jay Davis. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you know, I would. I was doing a show at the Haha. Ha. The promoter hated me. She had no clue who I was. She didn't remember booking me. She saw who are you? I'm like, you booked me yesterday. She, you told me last or it was yesterday or a week ago. You told me to to come to the show and and I was in the show and to bring people, which I did. I had brought like seven or eight people. She's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I've got people out there. She's like, fine, I'll do whatever I can. I'll do what I can, whatever. And then, and of course she was super sweet and super nice to everyone else, but she was just an absolute cunt to me. I mean, it was, oh, I I still see Brooke. Her name was Brooke. That's right. Her name was Brooke. She was completely talentless. She was, uh, she was a wait, one of the waitresses and she was trying to uh, produce shows and she had no act, but, and she, she would got up there and shake her ass she would do a dance with her ass because she had a nice big juicy ass that was her act and she just was just violent towards me about performing I was like I brought people no you know you've got other comics up there that didn't bring anyone and you're pushing them in front of me she's like fine I'll put you on just wait so I wait like two hours and then Jay Davis walks in the the Jay Davis who's a, a comic of note um, I don't know how to describe him. He's he was on Dane Cook's Tourgasm. He's a phenomenal comic. He's he's a headliner, and he just walks in. He's like, "Hey, how you doing? Can I get some time?" And she's just like, "Oh yeah, so please." And I was supposed to be next, and she's like, oh, "I'll put you on next." And I'm like, "Uh," and he goes up and he kills. He does like thirty minutes, and the show had been going on for like an hour and a half. He does 30 minutes. He gets off at like two hours plus. I'm Lane John Craig Spivak. And people are getting up to walk out as I'm going up. And, oh, it was so awful. It was so awful. And I was terrible. I mean, I just sucked. I got off. Oh, what a nightmare that was. Mo, Mo Collins was in that show. And she was awful to me. I went up to her. I was like, you're really funny. And she just looked at me like, don't talk to me, peasant. <laughs> you know, that's how some people are. They're just like, how dare you speak to me, peasant? You know, she was not a nice person. I thought she'd be nice, but she was not nice to me at all. Peasant! I mean, she like smiled, but she just was like, how dare you speak to me, you know? So, that's showbiz. That's what you're dealing with. That's what I'm trying to write about, that side of comedy. Ha ha, funny, funny. Laughy, laugh. Laughy, taffy. Um, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. Great, great, great stuff, Greg. So now, like, we're at the point where we're doing open mics on the street, on the sidewalk, in front of 10 other comics. Oh, I think they're done. Oh, they're coming out of the Range Rover. 
She's back out. She looks like she's zipping up. And he's getting out of the same door with her. He's kind of zipped up already. Looks like he just felt her tits up. Uh, nothing Nothing too big major there. They seem refreshed. That's nice. And now, oh, she's going in. Now she's making out with him. She's like, come here. Give me some of that. God, my husband doesn't kiss me that way. Oh, there. I'm doing their sound effects. They're totally making out. He doesn't have that I just got blown look on him. He doesn't have that at all. He's he's just like, ah, whatever. Maybe maybe a hand handy through the pantsies or something. Handy through the panties. That's it. Poor guy. He'll be on his he'll be on OnlyFans later. Uh, so, oh, so last night the cops were there. The cops showed up. That was fun. But Patty Cakes, God bless him. He, he just handled it. He's just like, nope, we, we are legal. We're on an easement. We're not on the property of the bank. We're on the easement in front of the bank. There's nothing you can do. And the cops were like, yeah, all right. (laughs) You're not black. Okay. You know, that's what that was. So, and it's fine. It's still good training just to do open micing once a week. And it's, yeah, it's taking a risk. But I had three masks on and uh, wipe down the mic, wipe it down before and after, put a mic condom on, and don't breathe on people. Just, and that's what you got to do. And uh, that's what I did. Cliff's not wearing a mask, but that's all right. I was. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. 22 minutes. I'll keep you no further. I thank you for listening. I got it out of my system. That's all this open, that's all this, this podcast is. Not even a podcast. It's just, just venting and just getting out the garbage blurb at the end of the day. The 4.59. That's why we call it the 4.59 at the end of that work day. And last possible second. I'm just kind of getting it all out. Whatever I see. Whatever I feel. I'm just. Farty pants. Fart. Fart. Big farty. That's it. I hope you've listened and enjoyed. And I've taken 23 minutes out of your day. And it was a good way to spend roughly 23 minutes. So I thank you. Look at it.